Listen, we don't have a problem with Lizzo. Wonderful performer. But if you expect us not to point out that her ass is so fat every couch she sits on becomes a chair, well, you were talking to the wrong muchacho. Hello, and welcome to the only show that points out that on average, a person who eats fast food also eats about 12 pubic hairs a year. Here on the Beer Pod Network! Hello and welcome back to the 22nd episode of Season 2 of the Peter Bod Network. I am Peter Bod, he's Will in the back, and this week's mascot, the ladies of Houston, Texas. A.K.A. the only group of people in the country to see a 128% increase in syphilis cases. Because apparently being one of the top five fattest cities in the country wasn't enough. That's right, we are back with another parental discretion advised episode, and this week we are talking about... Manchester's Mayor Joyce Craig has announced that she'll be running for New Hampshire governor... If her track record of success in Manchester is any indication of how she'd do as governor of the Granite State, well, dear God, please don't let her win. I'm sure she's a lovely lady, but if the story of Manchester was a retelling of the movie Finding Nemo, she'd be Dory. Manchester's newest magic act that we spoke of last week, Elise Poyer, has been found alive. And every man in the state of New Hampshire is officially on notice, because you do not fuck with a woman that is that good at faking her own death. Milford, New Hampshire man brought a screwdriver to a gunfight in Massachusetts and lost. Convicted child predator Larry Nasser found out the meaning of irony, as this time he was the victim of someone sticking something in him. Britney Spears is releasing a new memoir, and we feel that every joke we could possibly come up with about her thoughts would just be a little too easy. And Mark Zuckerberg's new app Threads has allegedly doxxed an internet sex worker. But of course, everyone who isn't a sex worker just calls them whores. All this and a bit more on the Peter Pod Network. And this week's email comes to us from Brian in Summersworth. Brian asks us, are there any new drunken Advantage Mall liquor commercials coming? Haven't heard any new ones for a month. Well, Brian, thanks for writing in. Gotta tell you, though, it's been a hell of a lot longer than a month. Something tells us you might be a fan of malt liquor commercials for all the wrong reasons, just judging by your spelling. And you misspell the word new. Well, to answer your question, there may be more coming, but we doubt it. Apparently, we're working on something new, or as you put in your email, naw. And with any luck, we will have that out to you soon. If you want to send in your questions or whatever the fuck is on your mind, you can also email, email us at thepeterpodnetwork at gmail.com. Let us know what you liked and what you didn't. We'll be honest with when you let us know what worked and what didn't. It really does help us shape the show. And as always, when you write into thepeterpodnetwork at gmail.com, remember the T-H-E. You ain't speaking to me. Also remember to like, subscribe, and follow whatever platform you're listening to us on. And find us on all the major socials. And for the working crowd, you can also find us on Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, and more. And don't forget about the archives at PeterPodNetwork.com, home to all the episodes, even incredibly shitty early ones that can't be found anywhere else. You can also find all the songs and bits that never made it onto the show. That's PeterPodNetwork.com, the home of New Hampshire's favorite shitty little show. So, before we get really started with the show, I would personally just want to point out this last news week has been a fucking busy one. So much so that Will and I were getting a little pissy with each other over what to include in this week's episode. He wanted to cover the white trash murder in a Walmart parking lot in Summersworth. And before anyone asked, yeah, we checked and made sure that Brian from Summersworth, whose email I just read, is not the same Brian Roberts that killed a 79-year-old man in that incident. Though again, I will be honest, I was kind of hoping it was. That would have been fucking awesome. And I wanted to include a story about someone mailing a human finger to the president of France that we found on the Evening Standard. They found the guy who sent it. He's still alive, by the way. But they have no fucking clue why he'd do it. 
But in the report, it said that the cops kept the finger in their lunchroom refrigerator until it could be examined. So the next time you think Cheryl's a bitch for cooking fish in the microwave, just remember, it could have been a lot worse. Okay, now I think we are sufficiently ready to get knee-deep into this thing. So let's get started the only way we know how with... What are the words to the song? I don't know, but I'll carry on. Because I've got something to say. And here comes the rant of the week. Yeah, so rant is back, and this week we're going to rant the fuck out of this shit. When we're going through the news stories every week, Will Katie and I like to set aside things for later. Ones we can't cover that week, but are just too messed up not to save. Well, we have an alien pile, and there's a Karen pile, but the one that's so overflowing with content is the pile of stories that describe the busted-in-the-brain things the kids do. So hold on, because in this edition of The Rant, we're talking about criminal kids and parents who need to understand that a good whooping goes a long way. Our first example this week is from Montgomery, Alabama, because God likes to put a cherry on top sometimes. The only witness is a man named Snake Knapp who told police how he watched an eight-year-old boy carjack a random adult at gunpoint at 11 in the morning. And off he went. During the ride, the eight-year-old, who, let's face it, has bigger balls than anybody in this office, drove around town and even picked up two adult passengers at one point. Because carpooling is always important. And then he crashed into parked cars while leading police on a chase through Montgomery. Now, we've all done some stupid shit when we were kids, don't lie. My shit involves shoplifting G.I. Joe's, not full-on Grand Theft Auto. And seriously, who the fuck did he pick up? And can we ask them some questions? I bet they got a story we'd all love to fucking hear. Next up is the precocious case of a West Virginia 7-year-old who had to be charged with first-degree arson after intentionally setting his own house on fire with his parents sleeping inside. I know we're not supposed to beat our kids, but what the actual fuck? I'm pretty sure that's a kid you smack the shit out of before he tries to murder you, not after. Current data says that almost 300,000 kids under 13 were arrested in a five-year period from 2013 to 2018. Fuck after-school programs where you go to the park and talk about your feelings. What we really need is a program called Shut the Fuck Up and Sit the Fuck Down Before You Taste the Backside of My Goddamn Hand. We had something very similar when I was a kid. We called them bullies. And they worked. It's a simple program where someone walks around your school and reminds you to act right. Or else you'll be having a special meeting in the school parking lot after the bell rings. In that meeting, you may or may not have to pick up your teeth. And I promise you, you learn to fix your shit really fucking quick. Maybe then we wouldn't have stories like the one out of Houston, Texas, where an 11-year-old allegedly sexually assaulted a 6-year-old in the back of a fucking school bus. See, if we didn't start these retarded campaigns against bullying, then maybe these little perverts wouldn't be diddling each other in the back of the bus because they'd be too worried about the big gig coming over, punching him in the face, and calling him a fag. And hell, if nothing else, maybe if we do bring back bullying, then when we hear about yet another school shooting, we'll at least know why. Unlike what happened in Virginia this year where we have no fucking clue as to why a six-year-old brought a gun to school and shot his teacher. With what turned out to be an illegally purchased weapon that his mother allegedly left lying around the house. Mother of the year right there. It's not to say that we don't have motives in some of these cases, like the 12-year-old who dressed up all in black like some kind of goddamn ninja. Who snuck into the home of a professional boxer in Uvalde, Texas, because there's apparently something in the water there. And shot the boxer before making his escape into the night. Some people calling it a robbery gone bad, but every detail in every article about this little bastard describes what looks to be an assassination. So I'll ask the parenting groups out there, can his parents beat him now? Hell, if I've ever heard of anybody that needs a good date with a switch, it'd be the 13-year-old Florida boy who's looking at life in prison for beating his two-year-old brother to death and molesting his older brother who's five. Everyone is so afraid of this little billboard for Trojan condoms that they're even charging him as an adult. And speaking of the scariest of the scary little kids... The story of the 13-year-old Coldwater Mississippi boy who set another child on fire and is now looking at capital murder charges doesn't make you lock your kids in their bedroom at night and sleep with one eye open, which we recommend, by the way, because 
You may think your kid is amazing and perfect and would never get in trouble like that. But let me tell you, nowhere in the articles of six-year-old shooting people that we read did anyone say, yeah, we saw that coming. Secretly running a Taiwanese brothel out of his basement. He is. Are they open when I get off work tonight? They are. Do we know if they accept checks? They do. Can someone call my wife and let her know I'll be late? On it. This is 
the PPN News. Welcome back to New Hampshire's favorite shitty little news show. New Hampshire's newest magician who performed one hell of a disappearing act by jumping into the Merrimack River two weeks ago in an effort to evade police and sheriff's deputies, and frankly who everyone assumed was a bloated corpse after an extensive days-long search, has miraculously been found alive and in police custody tonight. That's right, Elise Poirier, also known as Manchester's favorite river rat, can now call herself a Manchester legend. As the story goes, the amazing Elise, as we're calling her in the office, was talking to authorities near the Granite Street Bridge. When the cops mentioned those pesky warrants she has, well, that's when our girl beat feet and jumped into the river and floated south. And a quote one witness, Juan Delgado Martinez Villalobos, heh, <laughs> that's nothing. Back home we call that the bus. You can bet your ass that the PPN News team will be following this story. A Milford, New Hampshire man was placed under arrest in Massachusetts on July 15th after proving that stupid is easy. 39-year-old John Ernst was pulled over in the town of Rochester, Massachusetts for going 60 miles an hour in a 35 zone, crossing the center line, and came about a dick's hair's width away from crashing into a police cruiser head-on. So yeah, he was pretty fucked up. When police attempted to get his possibly drunk ass out of the vehicle, Ernst became pretty stupid pretty fast, as he pulled out a screwdriver and had to be immediately wrestled to the ground by the cops and restrained. While can be said, that John Ernst is a fucking moron. He's also incredibly lucky he wasn't shot in the face when he refused to follow police commands to take his hands out of his pockets while he searched for the weapon. Also tonight, Manchester Mayor and all-around useless politician Joyce Craig has announced that she'll be running for governor of New Hampshire this election cycle. And early critics are quick to point out that if she thinks her tenure as mayor of the Queen City was a success, then the rest of the state is fucked if she wins. Your very own PBN news team went out and about in the city of Manchester to find out what its citizens had to say. The thought of Mayor Craig winning the governorship. And most of the people we asked seemed more surprised that she was still the mayor. I thought she died a few years ago, one passerby stated, who pointed out that she can't think of a single thing she's done for the city other than make it nicer for people who enjoy human shit on the sidewalks outside of City Hall. Well, another we spoke to simply said, there was one time where I wanted to contact her office and thank her for the free concert in Veterans Park. Then I realized my phone had been stolen by a meth monster who lives in that park. Hi everybody, it's me again, Jeff McConaughey. And I'd like to speak to you directly from the crack den I slept in last night after going on my weekly bender. What I'd like to speak to you about today is drunken advantage malt liquor. On those days when the boss wants you to work a 16-hour shift at your local Subway restaurant, but you know that there's no way your body will let you go more than eight hours without a drink before it shuts down completely, then what you need is the Drunken Advantage. Now we talk a lot about the Drunken Advantage, and I think I want to make sure you know exactly what that means. For when the kids did Easter that morning, but you forgot to hide the eggs so those little bastards keep looking until sundown, for when the wife tells you that that was the only thing you had to do. For when you decide that they can all go fuck themselves. And you drive past the power lines with a cheap trick named Darla and a 30 rack of our finest and not fit for human consumption malt liquor. Well, you know what you have right there, my friend. That is the Drunken Advantage. Here at Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor, we take pride in the fact that we know that most of you don't want to go to work. Heck, most of you don't want to go home. When you bring along a big old reused bottle of windshield wiper fluid that was cleaned out with a hose out back, filled with our secret family recipe adult beverage that we aren't supposed to call a beverage anymore, that utilizes all the pots of the alley cat, an occasional possum from under the garage, well you know that you're either about to have the time of your life or be escorted off the property by the police. But either way, that is the drunken advantage. 
When the world could be burning down, but you just don't give a fuck. That is the drunken advantage. When Walmart finally decides that it's had enough of the drunken fight club you started in the electronics department. That is the drunken advantage. When the Karens of the world keep their little traps shut because they know full well you will hit a bitch. That is the motherfucking drunken advantage. Drunken advantage malt liquor. Because St. Patrick's Day can go on for as long as you want. Drunken Advantage Malt Liquor, the only malt liquor to promote blindness. another edition of our world our little way of saying you're a giant piece of shit but aren't we all insta whores beware is the new app that mark zuckerberg is using to compete against twitter is already showing those issues we talked about last episode an unnamed sex worker better known as an internet whore to everybody whose job doesn't make their parents terrified of the words hey isn't that your daughter is posting on social media that the new app has changed her profile name which used to be her alias to her real name letting the world know exactly who she is and causing more than a few people, including us, to laugh our fool asses off. In our research for this story, we did come across a little fact, and a shocking statistic, that roughly one out of every nine posts on Twitter involves some sort of not-safe-for-work content. Looks like you win again, Elon Musk. Then on the news, Britney Spears has announced that she'll be releasing a new book of her memoirs. And the thought of that bleached moon bat sharing her inner demons and ideas to the world has comedians everywhere getting ready for some of the best material of their careers. And before any of you out there fill our inbox with emails about how she just needs to be left alone, Please keep in mind, this is the same dumpster fire of a human being who a judge decided was a worse person than Kevin Federline when they gave him full custody of their kids. Most people who actually care about the upcoming book are curious as to what it will contain, whether it be tips on how to shave your head and ruin your career in one spectacular night, maybe a tutorial on how to completely fuck up the lives of two small children, or better yet, maybe there will be lessons on how to end up on so many medications that a court forces you to pay your father to run your life because you fucked it up so bad that they're worried you won't remember to wipe your own ass. Either way, though, an early warning is coming out about the publication. That being a very stupid person is writing a book. So don't be upset when it's a very stupid book. And over in the sports world, Toronto Blue Jays first baseman Vladimir Carrero just got to do what every parent in the entire fucking country wishes they could. He knocked a kid unconscious. The best part is it was totally legal. During last week's home run derby, the all-star power hitting ball player was swinging for the fences in the early part of the tournament to crown baseball's best home run hitter. After taking a hell of a chop at a ball out over the plate, he must have been disappointed that the ball didn't leave the yard. But if he's anything like us, he was laughing his ass off as the ball left his bat at a staggering 115.8 miles per hour and collided directly in the face of a kid shagging balls in the outfield. Immediately knocked the kid out while onlookers stood around shocked. And from all appearances, this pleased the baseball gods as Guerrero went on to win the tournament. And thankfully, this kid's parents have a video that they can show the Child Protective Services when this kid goes back to school Monday and reports them for child abuse. Former U.S. Olympic doctor and convicted child predator Larry Nasser has reportedly been stabbed as many as 10 times in a Florida federal prison this week. We can't think of anyone more deserving. Currently serving a 60-year prison sentence for child porn charges and another 175 years on top of that for sexual abuse charges from some 150 women. Nasser would most likely be dead if not for the quick actions of the corrections officers on the scene, prompting many to ask, 
Why? Can we assume that there aren't a whole lot of people out there who would be sad that this petter ass was giving the old jailhouse a low? And seriously, once you find all the people who are sad that a kitty diddler ass died, lock them up too. Huddersfield could always use more residents. And lastly, tonight is being reported in nearly every publication around the world this week that the Netherlands have chosen its contestant for the Miss Universe pageant. And, uh, this year's winning woman used to be a dude. That's right, what has to be a political slash social statement, the Netherlands has chosen transsexual Ricky Valeria Cole as this year's winner. Which, of course, brings back the old joke about men being better than women at everything, including being a woman. And we say that this has to be a political or social statement because after seeing the rest of the contestants, well, they picked the only woman who doesn't look like a woman. And we know people are going to say this is mean. Seriously. Google the winner, Ricky Valeria Cole, wearing the crown on the night she won. And then Google former Saturday Night Live performer Bill Hader. I swear to God they're the same person. And it is really fucking creepy. It's the thing that makes me smile. Here is my soul for a billion miles. The only thing that makes the end of the day not worth it. It's my reward when I've been good. And it's my reward when I deal with you. The only thing that makes the end of the day not worth it. And 
And that is it for episode 22 of the second season of the Peter Pod Network. Be sure to check back in next week as we go a little too far covering the news. We bring you that unique perspective that can only come from the Peter Pod Network. Make sure to hit those like, subscribe, and follow buttons on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And find us on all the major socials. And if you're trying to listen to us at work, you can also find us on Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Podcast Index, and more. Find the archives, as always, at peterbottenhour.com, the home of all things juvenile and strange. And you can contact us at thepeterbottenhour at gmail.com. Send in your questions and get a response back that'll make you wonder why you wrote in the first place. Go for Will in the back, I am Peter Bod, and this week's mascot, the ladies of Houston, Texas, aka the new reason why I don't trust any of you bitches. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next Monday, only on the Peter Bod Network. Just trying to have some fun. Just trying to have some fun.